the results aren't always consistent. What you need to keep consistent is your action as best as possible. Um, and then the results will consistently go up over time. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, this is episode 142 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast discussing our personal land investing growth over the years. I'm your host, Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Jackie. Jackie asked, I'm getting ready to send out my first mailer and most of my offers are over $20,000 purchase price. I would need funding on any of these that I get back. How hard is it to get funding as a beginner? Really good question. And I feel like this has been coming up a decent amount. So I, this is definitely a good question, Jackie. I appreciate this question. It's uh, I wouldn't say it's difficult. It's definitely not something it's not like automatic. If you find a good deal, you're going to get funding because you've got to take some initiative yourself. Um, but that being said, if you get a $30,000 deal that's worth $60,000, you're going to get deal funding pretty fast for that. If you can get the due diligence, get it to the deal funders, submit it to us, whatever it is. I love funding deals uh, for new people. I love helping out new people on their first, second, third deals um, because I know we can provide a lot of value to you guys. Uh, so it's not difficult. If you can become really good at finding deals, you're going to get, you're going to find good deal partners. You just want to make sure when you do get the deal funding, you take care of your investors. It's extremely important for long-term relationships um, to build a sustainable business is taking care of your investors, making sure that you're going as fast as you possibly can with the deals. Yep, exactly. Thinking long-term, not short-term, taking care of your investors is really, really important and really, really overlooked as well. Because once you do 10, 20 deals, you have one good relationship that pays off more than anything. You don't want to be bouncing back and forth between them treating all your investors or having things sit for eight months or whatever that is, Ron. That's very, very important. I'm glad you brought up that point. But let's get into today's show discussing our personal land investing story, Ron, our growth over the years and kind of where we're heading. But first thing I want to start off by saying is our journey was not just up, 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 right? There's no. ups and downs and it's not just one consistent ride up, guys. It's a journey of multiple ups and multiple downs. But by staying consistent in this business, things do pay off. But that's what I wanted to start by saying. Like, we're going to talk about where we're getting, where we started. But I just want to throw that out there first because there are so many times where Ron and I were asking the same exact question you guys are asking, or maybe things weren't working out as we thought at some points, or, you know, things get hard in business. It's not just one consistent ride up, Ron. Yeah, the results aren't always consistent. What you need to keep consistent is your action as best as possible. Um, and then the results will consistently go up over time, but you're going to have those little pitfalls. You're going to have months where you might lose money, whatever it is. And th that's just the reality of any business guys. This business, like Daniel talks about a lot, is a level 10 opportunity, but there's going to be pitfalls. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be things where maybe you put the wrong address on 3000 mailers. Like those are things that we've had happen and you spend $2,000 exactly on mail that has no chance of really yielding you a deal. So, I mean, it, it, you got to keep your action consistent. Your results will be in not inconsistent, but maybe on a week to week on a year to year basis, your results are going to be constantly going up. If your action is uh, going up as well, if your action is consistent. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like last week, Mike, Mike did send out and we've done it too, Ron. And I just, Mike's on the top of my head because he just sent out 
thousands of mailers with the whatever the it was formatted wrong there's no address or something or there's no phone number i can't remember the exact situation but he screwed up all of his mailers and he's like okay he was pretty bummed about it it's a big waste of money mailing is expensive not saying that's why we double and triple check things but a week later here we are ron and today he got a hundred sixty thousand dollar property under contract that he bought for sixty something thousand dollars so it does balance out you just got to keep moving forward mistakes are going to happen put them in the rearview mirror remember them learn from them but keep moving forward it's the biggest thing to know real quick guys you know that i don't run any ads on this so the only ask i can ever have with you guys is to help me spread the word so that we can help more real estate entrepreneurs make more money help feed their families and help achieve more freedom in their life the only way we can do this is if you could rate review and share this podcast so the single thing that i ask you to do is if you could just leave a review it would take only 10 seconds it would mean the world to ron and i but more importantly it may change the world of someone else Ron, let's dive right into it. How many mailers were we starting out when we first started out? How many how many mailers were we sending a month? Um, probably like six, six maybe. Dan, I, I don't want to say too high. Was it less than that? Four to six maybe. No, it was it's more. Probably... The first the first month ever we sent ten. Did we? Yes. Oh, it was a while ago. So I'm sorry, guys. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Dan and I both are action takers, and like, I guess we we did dive headfirst into it. Um. This wasn't my full time job, even though it wasn't making money, it wasn't producing money. Obviously, when you're just sending mail that first couple of weeks, you're spending money, but we know we're investing it in the future. Uh, so I guess we did 10,000 that first month. Dan, you want to talk about that? Yeah. And I think part of it was like we were really eager to get started. We wanted these leads. And like I said, we were just really eager to get started. I was eager to quit my job. And we had our mission and goals in front of us. And that's kind of what drove us to being that aggressive. And also I had capital from prior businesses and Ron had some capital from his previous job as well. So we just dove full in and sent 10,000. We bought into it hundred percent, bought into the mission and just ripped it out. And I'll tell you, we didn't get a deal for a while. Like I wish we had the training that was around today with us. Like we, I don't remember how many mailers we sent before we got a deal around and we were struggling at first. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it like you said like it is it was the consistent effort that we did like we weren't we didn't quit after that first month um we made adjustments for sure like you got to make adjustments in your business um by results and that's really important but that being said like yeah i mean it it was it was hard at first like we were $30,000 in the hole just to be 100% honest we made so many mistakes that we help you guys avoid um so i think that's a big thing like $30,000 then like might be like you might get three, four, five thousand dollars in the hole now before you make that fifty thousand dollars. Um, so that's what we try to do here is uh help you guys avoid those pitfalls. But there's still gonna be downs, Dan. Like I don't want to act like there's not gonna be lows to this uh uh business, I guess. Oh yeah, of course. And there's always downs. There's still <clears throat> there still is downs even in our business, Ron. Like acquisition rate might be down, it might be up the next month or you know, now our downs are different because we are scaling a business. Some of our downs might be, you know, we're having employee issues or we have to get rid of an employee or we got to hire three employees, which is extremely time consuming. And that's not a downfall, but there's just different things. As you scale a business, your stress goes in different areas. I would say yep. at first you're more micro-focused in, okay, I need to get this 10,000 mailers out this 8,000 mailers out. Oh, I didn't hit it. Now my acquisitions are low and that's a down, you know, or that 6,000 mailers didn't yield me a deal. That's a big, that's a big low. Now we don't even look at the mailing ratio because we know it's going to all balance out to one deal every 2,000 mailers or so, Ron. And that's the biggest thing. But 
We sent out 10,000, took us a long time to get it. The average deal guys, just uh, if you guys are new listing here, we get a deal per every 2000 mailers. So that's extremely unusual to send out that, that much mail without getting a, a deal back, but we didn't have the training and stuff we have now. But Ron, within six months or so, by staying consistent, staying aggressive, we were able to make about a half a million dollars. Yeah. I mean, those first six months, the first like two, three months, like it was, all right, just a bunch of sales, Daniel on the phone all the time, me getting the mail out. And that's what we were doing. We were grinding on that. Any deal that came back, like we were doing deep due diligence, seeing if we can make anything work, trying to negotiate down on deals that had some defects. Um, and we were grinding out these deals because we were making a lot of mistakes on the mailing process. Um, and we were just making adjustments. Like we were making adjustments through that and we knew it was going to work. And then once, once month, like three, four hit, we were, we felt really good about it. We were getting a ton of calls. We were getting whatever, five, 10 leads every single day. Uh, we would buy three to five properties a week or something like that, go under contract on three to five. And uh, we started to really roll. And I think that's when we kind of saw like, okay, we, let's keep on scaling this up. We need to get some people in place. Uh, but yeah, those first six months, we weren't doing huge deals either. That's the thing, Dan. Like we we're our biggest profit deal the first six months might've been $50,000 or something like that. Where today, like we'll do that every month, every two weeks is pretty normal. Yeah, that's a really good point. Now, like now more than ever, I'm seeing more $100,000 deals coming back around. Back then that was for us personally unheard of. Like we are buying for 10, selling for 25, almost every single deal, mm -hmm. buying for eight, selling for 17, buying for 20, selling for 40, stuff like that. And now we're trying to get that because it's the same operational stress, guys. It's the same work. It's the same amount of phone calls you're making to the seller. It's the same amount of negotiation, $80,000 property, $20,000 property, all the same process, except one has much more profit in it. And that's kind of our goal this year is to attack those bigger deals, get our salesperson on the phone with as many big deal, deals as possible. And that's our goal. And I think that's the way to ultimately scale this business, Ron, is just attacking bigger deals with more profit in them. Not saying we don't like a buy for 20, sell for 45, but you get a buy for 200, sell for 400 and yep. this almost the same amount of work. Without a doubt. And uh, once we hit that six months, Dan, I think that's when we first like realized, okay, we need to hire some people. We're making too much money for this to be just Dan and I like we needed to evaluate where we we're spending our time and how our time can be more profitable, essentially. Um, cause Daniel and I were working a ton, 60 hours a week doing all this, um, at a huge, huge scale. And we are still learning quite a bit and taking notes and trying to adjust processes. But that's when we, and that first American hiring a first, like, uh, American, like full-time person is the most difficult hire. Like it's, it's a big hurdle, I think in people's businesses. And, uh, I remember that for us too, but we had a conversation and it's just like, we need someone to do our due diligence. We need someone to do our transaction coordinator stuff. I was doing transaction coordinator at the time. Daniel was doing due diligence. We thought that is a normal skill for a transaction coordinator, coordinator to have for them to do due diligence also be very, very organized. So that is when we kind of started that hiring process for our first employee. Yeah, that, that first employee, like you said, that's the most difficult to overcome, I think. Once you hire first American employee, it becomes less scary over time. Definitely that that hump was one of the biggest hurdles. We did not hire for a while. W-2, like, Dan. Like, we keep saying American W-2. <laughs> yeah, 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 W-2. Not overseas. Like, yeah. Well, I come from, <laughs> I yeah. come from, you know, blog businesses and Amazon yeah, businesses VAs. and e-commerce and Hiring American employees from the industries I'm from wasn't even a thing. So that's why I call it that. It was all overseas 
VAs and things like that. So it was our first W2 American employees, what we hired. The profit margins in this business are so tremendous. It's just, there's, there's a lot of room for employees, but Ron and I probably hold on, held on longer than we needed to with the things we're doing, I think. And we could have outsourced it sooner. Yeah. But I don't know. We were just probably just a little nervous to hire, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. My, my wife was pregnant. Um, Daniel was trying to leave his uh, sales job or maybe he left his sales job by then. He was trying to move on from another business. So like we wanted to be smart with our money. We wanted to make sure like, okay, this is the real deal. And like once that month five, six hit, like we looked at our pipeline, we looked at what we've already sold. We look what we have under contract and you're like, okay, we have more, like we can pay for 10 of these transaction coordinators if we needed it. Let's just, let's hire one, uh, keep them busy. And that's going to just help us scale our business. And uh, that's what it did, Daniel. Like that took so much off of both of our plates, like even amount of off of both of our plates. So you could focus on the sales aspect because you were still doing that. And I could focus on the data and uh, that, that part of the business. Yeah, exactly. And one, one good deal pays for one transaction coordinator salary for the whole year just to put it in perspective. So it's just, it, it makes sense to hire, take the work off, put your work in things that you know are going to move the business forward in the best way. Going to make you a more sustainable, more profitable business. That's where you need to put your energy in your processes. If you're a process person, put your energy in your processes. put your energy on your pricing, whatever that is, put your energy on hiring. Those are the things that make a, you know, a big business. That's how you grow a business. You can't grow a business by doing due diligence. That's not growing a business. Yes, you're going to feel like you're working hard, which you are. I'm not downing the process at all, but that's not growing your business. You're doing due diligence. That's like if you own a contracting company and you're actually installing the fence in my backyard, you're not growing a business by installing the fence. You're installing a fence, right? So putting your emphasis on things, that that's how we got to the point where we are today is putting emphasis on things that we know grow the business. And we're going to hit 10 to $15 million of revenue this year. And we do that by, no, I'm not making sales calls anymore. Ron's not pricing anymore. We're focused on hiring. We have interviews all week. I'm flying up to Cincinnati tomorrow. We have interviews all week. We're focused on hiring the right people. We're focused on our culture. We're focused on providing extremely good uh, education to our employees, Ron, trying to build future leaders. Those are the things we're really focused on to hit that 10 to $15 million of revenue, Ron. That's where we're going. We just talked about where we started, Ron, struggling within three months. The first two, three months, we didn't even get a deal. Now we're talking about hitting 10 to $15 million this year. And we're doing that through outsourcing to really, really solid employees. We can't do this ourselves. We yep. definitely can't do this ourselves. We got to build a company. Think about the difference in like, like you said, doing due diligence versus reviewing due diligence. There is very, it's one word difference, uh, but the time uh, and the value aspect of those two different roles that I mentioned are tremendous doing due diligence gathering data calling counties getting a deed um all this different stuff is very very time consuming it might take an hour where i broke that when we hired that first employee we took that from that being an hour of i think daniel was doing it at that time to then we were both kind of reviewing and it took five minutes each so they had all the due diligence done and we review it and we have another hour of our uh, to put into other aspects to build. And that's how you scale, like by turning those like tasks into you're doing, now you're reviewing. I was pricing six months ago. Now I'm reviewing pricing. And in another three months, I'm not going to be doing any of that because we'll trust our uh, data analysts to do that ourselves. So taking those five hour tasks and turning them into 30 minute tasks or whatever it is, training properly is so important. It's going to take so much off your plate on the front end where you can do the bigger picture. Like Daniel said, 
said, the growing aspects. Yeah, exactly. And the, the, the most recent thing around we outsourced that really is helping our company is our recruiting because that was taking a ton of time, yep. Ron. And I just want to throw it like we're, we now hired a part-time person to help recruit and help us hire because that was kind of a bottleneck we were having. It was hard for us to get these employees in, especially as we're starting to really, really grow and amp things up, Ron. Then we outsource that and we're going to see a return on that. Like we're, we're interviewing really, really good, solid candidates. It's not taking our time to look through all these resumes. They're doing that on the front end. Then when they bring us to us for 30 minutes, then we do an in-person one. And that's kind of how that process, that's just a more recent example of it, Ron. Let's talk a little bit more about where we're going. Like I talked about our numbers, okay, 10 to $15 million of revenue this year, Ron, but where are we going in terms of like our, our mission and our future? We talked about bigger deals. Let's touch a little bit on that, but let's talk about where we're actually going in the land investing space. What are we looking to do? How are we adapting to all the changes? Yeah. So like you said, there's a couple main things in my mind um, and things that we are actively doing this quarter to kind of get where we are. Um, the first thing is bigger deals. Like Daniel said, like doing bigger deals. We've, I, I want to do seven figure deals. I want to buy seven figure properties. We have the money behind us where we can partially fund it. Someone else can, whatever it is. Um, but we have a lot of partners behind us where we can take on these seven figure deals. There are deals out there. I'm telling you guys, and there are real deals out there of buying for 1.2 million and selling for 2.1 million. There are deals out there. There are people who fund those deals all day long. There's a lot more liquid capital out there than you realize. And that the other thing is some project-based stuff, adding more value to our land, whether it's adding a driveway, adding an easement, um, subdividing and creating more like we talked about a couple episodes ago. Uh, those are our two main focuses for what we're doing. I'm not saying we're still doing the buy for 10, sell for 25, buy for 20, sell for 45. And we're sending that mail, but we are sending a high volume of uh, priced mail that we would never have sent uh, 18 months ago. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to the confidence that we, we actually know it works and we have a good salesperson in place and our processes are solid enough to know that if we get that $300,000 property back, that's good. We're going to be able to buy it. We're going to buy this. We're going to move it through title and we're going to buy it in 10 days, just like any other property. But if you guys are just starting out, don't go attacking $1.2 million, $1.2 million properties. I wouldn't personally learn land, learn the basics. I keep saying that guys, learn the basics, learn how to buy and sell land. And then as you scale up, you do five to 10 properties, then look for those $1.2 million properties. They are out there. Ron just said it. They're out there. I'm just waiting for someone in our group to get a seven figure deal Ron. It's coming. I'm telling you, we had a bunch of 200, 300s last week on the call. Uh, a million dollar property is going to be coming soon. I would imagine Ron. Yeah, there'll be a good one. I'm telling you, it's it's land. The thing is, land value is increasing every single year. Like through this recession, land value is not going down. I don't know if it's incre it's definitely not increasing like it was last year or two years ago. Uh, but land value is constantly increasing. So yeah, I definitely see those seven figure deals coming from our community, from us, everything like that. And one thing to keep in mind, Dan, like, and I told our transaction coordinator who deals with like a lot of our investors. Uh, so people who fund our deals, and I told her like, I, we are not funding any more of our deals. It is, and that might be surprising to a lot of people, but we have a lot of good relationships with people who are fund our deals. Um, and that's one thing we are going away from. And I told her, I will not buy any more properties myself. Um, not for any reason, like I believe in the market and all of this, but I want to be able to invest in employees. I want to be able to invest in other aspects into improvements on land, whatever it is. But, uh, that is a huge part of our business that we are completely going away from at least ideally. 
Well, and deal funding, deal funding is becoming a big part of our business too. So yeah, exactly. we spend our own money a lot on deal funding as well. And that's the thing, guys, like as, as we're scaling up AppKey land in our land investing firm, right? That gets bigger and bigger. We're learning all kinds of things, testing all kinds of things over there. We're scaling up land investing online, the educational platform that's growing and growing and growing, but we're taking everything we're learning from AppKey land, bringing it over to the, to the educational side of things to, to teach the best way of doing things in our mind. And as that grows, we get more people bringing great deals to us, needing money, right? We're trying to provide freedom to people. How are people going to get freedom if they don't have deal funding? And Ron yep. and I provide a lot of value on the upfront. If it's your first deal or second deal or third deal, like we can help you through the process. And that's kind of where our own personal money, like the business money is going. And then we have funding for all of our AppKey land deals through a great set of network of investors that took us years to build up. It's every week now, Dan, I'm sending, I mean, this morning it was 120,000. I think like every, our members, our, our students, our people in our network are bringing so many good deals. That's where I want to put our personal money to. And then we'll have our outside people who aren't land investors bring us money for our deals. And that's how we're kind of uh, organizing things. But I want to keep that money from AppKey Land, like you said, to investing in our members deals because they there's so much value there for them and how much assistance we help them with the deals. And then they're also just bringing really, really good deals. So I'm really excited to kind of uh, be able to part with, partner with as many of you guys as possible. Yeah, exactly. And we're trying to scale that because the it's not really a fear of mine because I know we're doing things to avoid it, but we're teaching like people are bringing such good deals around. I would hate for someone to not be able to get good funding on a good deal, which isn't a thing. And I haven't seen that happen, but we're trying to prevent that from happening because we're, we have a large, like we're, we talked earlier in this about how put your emphasis on things that are going to move the business forward. One way to move the business forward in this is raising more money. So we have a large amount of capital right now through outside investors that are liquid and have real, real money. And that's kind of where we put our energy the last few months around and it paid off. Yeah. And these outside investors, like they make a ton of money on when they fund our AppKey land deals. Um, but it's also a good deal for us. So yeah, I think just spreading our money out through the right, right places, through the right avenues is a really big aspect of that. But, uh, I'm, I'm excited for those six figure deals. Like it used to be like once every six months or something like that. It's multiple every month we have through us, our AppKey land and then invest or members bringing those to like these six figure deals. And we're seeing, I'm seeing $300,000 deals. It's really cool to see. I mean, just today, Mike, we signed the contract for Mike's deals, 160,000. I talked about that at the beginning, Ron, but bought for 67, bought for 67,000, sold for 160,000, legit buyer with 1500 down. So those 5, are stories. No, he moved it 5,000 down, $5,000 down. So these are stories that are actually happening and people are scaling those numbers up. I'm excited to see more continued higher dollar amounts in the group run. I don't have too much more to add, guys. Thank you for joining. If you guys have not, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really helps our business grow and we really, really appreciate it. But other than that, guys, thank you for joining and we'll see you next episode. Thanks, guys.